enough. Yeah. So, I mean, my name is Andres. I'm 31. I am a golf professional, um, really specialize in like in the instruction part of uh, golf. My, my passions, though, are fitness and gaming. So I really love playing World of Warcraft and uh, really have a passion for like streaming all this stuff and streaming my gaming and just kind of sharing myself with uh, my stream. So uh, I'm Colombian, uh, but I'm recently found out that I have like all this European DNA, uh, which really? really explains my features. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, really trying to grow my Twitch over the last year and it's just keeps getting better and uh, really good time. So, oh. yeah. Nice. Uh, so we'll start. I have a follow up question for what you said, but it leads into what our first question was anyway. So we're just going to start. All right. So we're going to start at the beginning. And you already said you are Colombian, but the cool thing is that you actually came here from Colombia when you were like nine years old. Yeah, yeah, which is I did. That was uh, that was quite the experience. But yeah, came here when I was nine. My dad so. was also nine when he came here from Hong Kong, so I was like, oh, that's super cool. Um, Very uh, yeah, coincidence for sure. Yeah. So I was wondering because everyone on Earth has a totally different process. Um, what was your English language learning process? Well, I just like already knew English when I came to America. I just, I had that going for me from my mom, my uncle, and I had English class at school too. So like I knew enough to like just speak to people. I, it's hard to remember how much I knew or how little I knew. I just knew that I, I knew that I could talk to everybody. Yeah, actually someone else that we had on uh episode oh god where is it early on wow uh, oh yeah episode 10 everyone chesco over there he also came here around he was eight though and i forgot which country but, but no he had english classes down where he was from too and he didn't have the whole like massive transition which i'm very happy for both of you because i've had friends that have learned off power rangers is what they claim the fame <laughs> wow that's intense <clears throat> right. So, no, okay. Uh, what were some of the hardest things about the big immigration move? Um, it was it was just weird, like the change in where I lived versus where I was living at the time. I mean, it just Colombia was different. Like I lived, I spent time golfing. I had a house in on a golf course. My family like was just better off. Let's just say that. And we came here and like, we lived at my aunt's house. <clears throat> like it felt like 10 people. It was just like, damn, we're just a lot of us. I mean, we quickly, quickly grew out of that. It was like only three months that we were ha hanging out there. Um, but then the next place we were at was like eight of us living together or it was like seven. Oh, no, no, it was eight people until four of those people ended up moving out. And it was just only like, two doors down. So I'd say that was hard, but also easy. I mean, it was easy to stay close to family, but also like, it's like, damn, there's a lot of us living together. This is kind of a nightmare. Were you the last of your family to make the hop stateside? No, no, we all came together. Oh, yeah, wow. Together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, like this, it wasn't like this long thing. That like, okay, you come and then you come. And it was like, there were some situations like my, my grandfather stayed back a little bit longer. My dad, like, like 
left a little bit when we came, but we all came together mainly, yeah. No, that is also super fascinating. My dad's family, they because there's like a, a million like cousins he has, they were actually the last to get here. And I don't know what the difference is because he honestly doesn't like to talk about it. But so thank you for having the courage to say this stuff. Oh, no, no worries. It's totally cool. I mean, yeah. not much. Uh, it's not much to hide. It's pretty normal stuff, I feel like. Immigrant thank you. Life. Thank you for saying that because I also agree. We are a nation of immigrants, people. <laughs> yeah for sure so you said what the hardest things was what was the easiest or what were some of the easiest things um i'd say making friends like making friends was like not hard for me so i think when people think you know when you imagine yourself moving i mean i gotta move like oh my god friends new friends but like this and that like that part was so easy a lot of kids were in the neighborhood that I lived in. We all rode on the same bus. I got along with all of them. I was never like socially awkward. But so, so that was that was super easy. Like that was not hard. Wow, I'm very happy to hear that. Actually, yay! <laughs> it was like kindergarten. I, you might no. You should. I don't know. Were you in the High School Musical? Or were you too old? No, too old? man. I was a too old and b like not into that teenage like dream type of stuff i just was like not about that no, they have a whole, no no worries they just have a whole thing about like remember in kindergarten how it's so easy to make friends and then you get older it's harder glad it was like no, kindergarten for I mean, you. this was like second grade for me i came here in second grade oh okay yeah i didn't never correlated yeah. where nine was in the actual grade system so yeah <laughs> yeah it's something but, like that yeah, uh, but, okay, so you mentioned that you recently found out that you have a ton of European in you. What yeah. methodology did you use? Uh, so I went, I used Ancestry DNA. My sister got some, some like, pretty rich DNA from Europe, and I was just like, oh, interesting, that's cool. I can't remember what exactly she got at this point, but I ended up with, like, 8% DNA from Colombia and the rest literally European. Yeah. I think like 2% African. Wow. Kind of wild. So like 8% of African or 2% African, 8% Colombian, 90% European. Holy cow. Which parts of Europe? Spain, Bosque, and just like little sprinkles of other ones. So you're Mediterranean, really? Mm, no, more like Northeast Europe. Oh, okay. Because I mean, Bosque is part of Spain. And like it was like a little bit of Scotland, some of Wales, a little bit of everything, but it was fifty and thirty from Spain, Bosque, and then you know eight percent from Colombia, and like the rest was just like little trinkles of everything else. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yep. Like I said, it explains my features. Like I'm super pale, relative to like Colombian people, like re genuinely, really Colombian people. So. No, yeah, it does. I actually had no clue that you were Colombian when I first like stumbled. I actually forgot how I stumbled across your Twitch, but no, it was TikTok. That's what it was. It yeah. <laughs> TikTok, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, that site is absolutely just bonkers. I can only imagine since you are a true content creator, I upload <laughs> videos from five years ago and I just throw new music on it. And I'm like, like away as you wish, kids. 
no i mean i i feel like it's it's a fun time to do that stuff like it sometimes i'm like i post something i'm like damn this is hilarious <laughs> it's like it, it generally makes me laugh and obviously some of the ones that have gotten popular which are like the things that people consider like erotic and i'm just like y'all need to chill like like just can you just relax like it's so creepy i feel like i'm reading like a hot tub stream chat on twitch just like that's a thing oh my yeah girls get naked and play in hot tubs it's actually awesome like i love it but i don't go out there like comment creepy weird things but every once in a while i'm like oh is this girl attractive yeah dang I mean, wow. Alma Roth is like so popular. She makes like two million dollars, two million a, a month. She's a multimillionaire, wow. like doing like bikini shower streams and hot tub streams. Like it's phenomenal. It's insane, and she works so hard. It's so admirable. Good for her. Really, like <laughs> this 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 girl is a beast. She's a beast. Nah, I mean, and all those girls are. I mean, the stuff that they do is like insane. Wow. Anyway. No, I really straight up had no clue. I'm never on Twitch. I'm only on Twitch to find my friends. And like I said, I even found you through TikTok and then I just followed you along. So, hey. Although I will say, you play more interesting shit than my friends. There you go. Somebody's got to have fun, man. It's just about having fun. Mm-hmm. Literally just play the thing that you want to play. If I was my full-time job, I'd play, like, more Pokemon. I'd, I'd stream Pokemon, like, all the time. Just a fun game. I just like RPGs and stuff like that. Me so. too. But we get into that later, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, okay, you did Ancestry. Uh, it's been said before on the podcast, but, no, 23andMe has shook up my family. <laughs> because really? Because we, we have had many, many, many a scandal. Or at least salacious info. Like, I found out I had a sister. And that was surprising because I'm adopted, wow. yes, but I know my birth parents. And they did not that's, tell me I had a sister. That's fucking awkward. You're done, bud. <laughs> nah, she'll, by the way, everyone, Bethany will be back on the podcast to tell her story and for us to actually talk about our separate lives because I was adopted Jeez. to America and she was adopted to, actually, she was still in Hong Kong. And now she lives in Canada, so hey But when I hear about me, we're here about you. <laughs> fair. So you're into bro life. So I want to ask you, what makes you a bro? Uh, well, honestly, it started, this whole thing started like actually back in high school. My, the first time I got a car, my friends back then were like, dude, you're like, the most bro kid that we know, you know, you have to change your name on your, you have to put your license plate on your name as Brotero, B-R-O-T-E-R-O. And that's where it sort of stemmed from. And I'm just like, I'm just always been such a bro. Like at one point when like the Chad thing was becoming popular and anytime I would wear my hat backwards, my cousins would make fun of me and be like, man, this guy looks like such a Chad, you know? (laughs) <laughs> just such a just such a tool bro like always working out always like 
you know, worried about his body. Like, I, I mean, I was, I was, I'm 31 and I've been working out for like 16, 17 years. I was working out before it was cool to work out. Like, I remember the day that my, I did, I had like weightlifting class and I was dating my high school girlfriend and she, I come out of that weightlifting class and she puts her arm around me and she's like, oh my God, your biceps feel so big. And she just like gave him a squeeze and I'm like, Wow, that's like the most serotonin I'll ever get in my entire life, right there. <laughs> and ever, like, and ever since, like, I just have just lived the bro life. Like, I just, I love working out. I've worked out for like 17 years straight. It's like my thing. Like, it's just like what I do, it's what defines me. And I just so happen to be like kind of douchey sometimes. <laughs> I just say what's on my mind, like, a lot. And, you know, like, when you combine someone who's outspoken, someone who works out a lot, someone who looks the way I do, and they're also considered handsome by a lot of people, it's kind of like, fuck this guy. He's such a douchebag. And that's what people see as bros. It's just kind of like the muscly, douchey guy. But I'm not that person at all. Like, kind of like deep inside, like I'm just like some chubby kid who like wanted to get out of that oh but i'm nice i but i do say what i mean and when it's when it's not like what people want to hear it's kind of like oh man this guy's a dick (laughs) oh dude just telling you like it is well there are audiences that appreciate that and i think that's our audience i don't know i appreciate it so i bring people on it like to say what they say so prove me right people shout us out (laughs) all right so you i was actually gonna say that there are different kinds of bros and so which kind of bro are you um i don't know i don't know like do you think you you could name some some of the kinds of bros maybe i can align with the one you're thinking i mean you know i it's it's not that your question throws me off but i just don't know like what are the types of bros? I mean, I guess you could be a bro in anything you do, because you could be a bro like a like a bro skateboarder. You could be a bro, uh, you know, like surfer. You could you could be like just the gym bro. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely a gym bro. Like I, I look that part like very often. I, I don't. I actually don't like to be collared shirt bro because I do that for work. Like I'm already wearing a collared shirt at work all the time. So I'm like, that's the last thing I want to wear. I like to think, I guess I like to think, I I would would say I'm a gamer bro. Cause I just like, I like gaming really. But I just happen to be a bro. (laughs) Yeah, no, gaming is all people now. It's not just nerds and geeks and losers people, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, nah, so I was just thinking like all the different types of bros, and that's why I like to ask these questions because I'm like, look, I don't know all the bros. I'm not the gatekeeper of brodom, and anyone that knows me know I'm the complete opposite of a bro. Uh, so yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. You know, what is the definition? It'd be interesting to sort of like I'm sure there's some urban dictionary thing that's like, what the fuck? Lol. I was just gonna check what urban dictionary said. There you go. Check the it. Teller tell of cool stories, the coolest storyteller. 
Well, that's definitely not me. That's what a bro is. That can't be right. Maybe that might be the. I don't know. There's like four definitions. <laughs> what a chick calls you when she's not interested in you. Yeah, that's basically my entire life. So that works. Oh, okay. There's an actual definition. Okay, so bros are a type of white male between the ages of 16 to 24. They originate I'm in past Southern, that. yeah, Southern California, early 2000s, but now probably in major cities throughout the wherever. So, distinguishing features are Abercrombie, live strong bracelets, oh trucker hats, Armani exchange sunglasses, overly tan. I try to be tan and I do like to wear trucker hats. I used to wear a lot of trucker hats, but like always backwards. So I oh, guess. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hair with too much gel in it. Mm, not really. No, but that's also another thing. <laughs> you have great hair. Working out all Thanks. the time and wearing overly tight shirts to make them look more jacked than they actually are. That makes sense. That checks out for sure. <laughs> I was like, that's not you. You cut your shirts to show your muscles more because you actually have them. Or at least that's the TikTok I found you on. Or that <laughs> pushed to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Using the words chill and sweet and soft rock. Ripped jeans and cologne. Or oh, axe. <laughs> well, spray. cologne I wear all the time. I used to, I wear cologne like all the time since I was like a kid. Because I always really? got that gift as a yeah, as a grand my grandma always got me that kid. That gift. My grandma always got me that gift. Jeez. <clears throat> no, I get it. That was me all day. I could not speak. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. If one wants to be a bro, what's the biggest advice you would give them? Oh, uh, I would just go to the gym. Just fucking go to the gym. The absolute most important part. <laughs> And wear backwards hats. Actually, that, that's probably going to cross cross the cross the list. Once you acquire the muscles, then you can start wearing the tank top. That'll pretty much do it. You wear that out in public, and you'll you'll nail it. Wow, succinct and easy, everyone. So <laughs> there you got it. Andres Brotero is a bro. <laughs> okay, so. We're segueing into like you're super into golf, and you mentioned it earlier. But how did you get so into golf that you made a whole career out of it? Yeah, it was mostly just my family. My family kind of pushed it on me. Um, it's not really like it's it's a big can of worms, but I mean, my family just played a lot of golf. I, I also, I mean, definitely like playing golf. I enjoy playing golf, um, but mostly I got into golf. Um, cause a lot of, a lot of what kept her playing in my head is that I want to be a coach. So I've been a fitness coach. I've been a golf, I'm a golf coach now. And that's, that's really the, the only reason like I'm still in golf is cause I get to be a coach. If, if you told me, Hey, stay in the golf business and go do this. I'd be like, no, I'm good. <clears throat> so Coaching is like a big passion. Golf just lets me do it. So that's super cool, actually, because I do a ton of coaching myself, but not golf uh, <laughs> or fitness. But oh. so 
Well, I don't think people understand. Like, golf is actually super intense. I feel like it get people, like, joke about, about like, how easy it looks. And it's like, oh, so mm -hmm. simple. No, people, I've tried it before. It's super intense. So what are the main components of it, like, generalized that you can explain to people? Sure. I mean, golf is is, is basically hitting the golf ball and hitting it without hitting anything else. Um, there's certain occasions where you hit the ground as well, but most people like they just fail to actually have the technique to hit the ball itself. So that's really the main component of it. Like after that, it, you have to like sort of hit it straight. If you can manage to hit it straight and actually hit the ball and not the ground per se, or miss it completely, like that's kind of the main component. Most people have golf that play golf will have fun that way. <clears throat> so. Okay. So what's your favorite aspect to teach about or coach? Um, just, well, like there's a lot of facets to golf. So like you have to teach them how to putt, you have to teach them how to um, play the golf course itself. Like what, you know, what's to beginner, basically like you got to teach them what clubs to use, what, you know, different, shots to have for different situations um but again the the purpose of like actually hitting the golf ball so like for example like if you've ever heard of go top golf like my goal would be just to teach you how to make contact so you could go and have fun at top golf because golf is too very time consuming and like very um expensive so if you can, if you take lessons to play golf, it'll even benefit you to do like some recreational activities like top golf. Or if once in a while someone's like, Hey, like you want to come play and you'd be like, Oh, sure. Um, so like actually hitting the golf ball is the most fun thing to do. Yeah, actually. So I won like a free golf lesson from one of the people I work with who actually does compete in golf. And no, hitting the ball, that was the hardest thing. We were just practicing the drives at like his golf's driving range. And I was just like, holy crap, I suck. I did make it past yeah. 100, I guess it's yards. Is it measured in yards? It's yards. Typically, I made yeah. it past 100 yards once. I was proud that of was myself. Very lucky hit, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man, it's a hard game. Like, my my industry thrives my job not my industry even my job thrives on me explaining to you that like you're about to undertake something very difficult and i need to teach you over a long period of time for you to actually enjoy this thing now technique is super important which is actually the next question is that so is teaching slash using golf technique similar to when you're using gym technique yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I basically teach you how to move your muscles um, and body parts in just in a different way. It's still a skill, still a task that you must undertake. Um, and to do it well ultimately provides the best results. So the, the connection is like super symbiotic. Um, the more you're aware of like where your body parts are and I can make you aware of that, the better, you know, it'll be. So yeah, it's very much the same.
the the knowledge I have with one helps me with the other tremendously. Kinesthetics for the win, everyone. Yeah, most definitely. All right. So golf players also have like a stereotype of certain people who play. So you've been around golf forever. So in your time golfing, not mm-hmm. a, either as a player or a professional, have you ever faced like discrimination or any microaggressions like about who you oh, are? Oh, gosh. Or? Uh, No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think that I, I think that people just get the wrong idea about that stuff. I I don't believe that's the sort of thing that would happen. <clears throat> golf is so hard that people like don't care about you on the golf course. <laughs> They're just worried about themselves. But I, I can't, I mean, for the folks at home that can't see me, like I don't look like I would be of any race or color that is going to have issues with discrimination. I mean, I, I look white or European. So like, there's just no reason for me to be like getting discriminated out in the public place. It's just, I'm not saying it's privilege, but I'm just, just like not, it's just not really likely. <laughs> well, just because you're not one to face or say that it would be said directly <laughs> to you doesn't mean it wouldn't have been said around you. But either way, I'm glad you have not experienced it and the world has been accepting to you. Yay. He accepted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's it's tough out there for some people and, and I can understand it. I can, uh, you know, if I walked around speaking Spanish, I'm sure somebody would have something to say. I don't. So there you go. All right. And not only are you excellent at your job, but you're also highly educated in the matter, everyone. Like when I was going doing my research, people like I have learned so much about the education of golf, so much so that you have a master's in golf management. Like, yeah. Okay. So how is a golf management degree different than a general sports management degree or is there not one like it's 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 really just about handling golf business so just dealing with your typical like business uh but also catered to the assets that matter in the golf course okay so like how do you take care of the facility how do you take care of the hard goods how do you take care of the soft goods of the golf course how do you handle equipment such as golf carts um how do you teach as well um and then just the overall general like business um there's positions in golf that you know pay you two hundred thousand dollars or something like that it, it doesn't get super high past that but those are managerial and higher senior level general managers, directors of golf, like way, way into the, into the needs of knowing every part of a business, just golf specific. So it's the same in that regard. Okay. Um, That's also kind of cool that they teach you pedagogy of how to teach, which is what pedagogy means. I don't know a way to better say it, but I don't know. I just also like the word pedagogy. It's annoying as crap to learn sometimes, but (laughs) it's a fun word and 
know, it's just fascinating how many different ways people can come up with how to teach certain things. Uh, oh, okay. So just because I'm sure people are wondering, so what is the official title for the masters? Cause it's always like masters of blank or like, so like I have a master's in education. So people have masters of psychology. What is actually yours? Uh, I would say just master, master of golf instruction. So just the masters in golf instruction. Um, that's mostly what I've been doing and focused on my, my whole like career. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just always proud to hear when people achieve higher education, <laughs> especially past bachelors, I should say, because yeah, it, sure. it's a whole thing, everyone. And, oh, I could ask you this because other people have said it too. Okay. Did you think your master's was easier than your bachelor's? Um, no. My bachelor's, I just fucked around and drank and did all the stuff that a, a college kid does. And I got through school as I needed to get through school. I mean, I was only interested in golf instruction. And I knew that my, the media that I was going to use to improve in golf instruction was like set out for me for myself. And like I had to handle it on my own. So <clears throat> I just did what I had to do. But then when I did my master's, it was like, uh, I'm kind of an adult now, so I got to focus on this. Huh. Well, I'm glad you were honest. Because honestly, you were the first person to say it wasn't. Which, your experience is your experience, and you're entitled to it. And sounds like you had fun in bachelor undergrad, so I'm also proud of that, too. Some of us didn't. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so, that's a bummer. I hate to hear that. Nah. Well, I was busy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I <can tell> you <laughs> okay, so not only are you into like golf, but you're super into physical fitness, which you've also mentioned. So I was wondering, what got you into fitness? Um, I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like... Um... I just started doing P90X like at home. Like that's all I did. I was just like, oh, this looks cool. Like I got myself a pair of dumbbells. I bought the DVDs. I plopped them into the TV and I got through like two thirds of P90X and then I hurt my back. So I had to stop lifting for a while. I hurt my back like outside of doing the workouts, but I did that and that started like a whole addiction and it's been a great one 17 16 years of it yeah literally okay so what are your favorite parts of being fit um <laughs> there's oh man favorite parts that's interesting because like there's the good reasons, the superficial reasons, the like health beneficial reasons. So, I mean, and some of those overlap, obviously. Like, you know, obviously, superficially, like I just I know I look better, I get attention more. Like, it's easy to go to the bar and be like a guy that's noticeable, you know, like I don't stand out in the crowd. 
I'm sorry, I do stand out in the crowd. So like superficially, like, man, just, just how else do I put this? But like when I go out, I don't have a hard time talking to girls. Obviously, my confidence is like through the roof. I can pretty much talk to any girl at the bar and talk to anyone at the bar. So I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm nice, but I'm also intimidating enough where people are not going to try anything uh, insane. So it just works out for, you know, that. And obviously that overlaps with just having the self-confidence, which is great. Um, but the most important thing, I think, is just being able to live longer, theoretically, because I have a way lower, uh, like I'm way lower at risk of, of health conditions. And that's important to me. So yeah, that it was the most important part for sure. That's my favorite, favorite part. The habits it's allowed me to build to be like, not worried that I have, I have some <clears throat> debilitating health condition at least from what I can help. Yeah. The parts you can't control about life. Of course. Yeah. Of course. No, that's super cool. Uh, I'm happy that you also admit there's superficial reasons because it's public knowledge for me. When I was super fit and into fitness, everyone, it was only for shallow reasons, pure aesthetics. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you just yeah, can't think of it like that. You just can't look at it that way. So obviously people know you are super fit, but do you have any like physical weak spots? And by that, I mean, like, for example, my calf flexibility and hamstrings are non-existent despite me used to be able to do splits and everything. So everyone has their body part they struggle with. So I was wondering what's yours. Uh, Yeah. So I think my biggest thing is, um, my knees kind of hurt a little bit over the years of squatting, but I think it's just wear and tear. It's just normal wear and tear. Um, my lower back gets really, really sore sometimes really easily while I'm at the gym. So I hate that, but that's really it. I mean, I don't look at it like <clears throat> this huge weak spot thing. I know that I, I'm not like genetically made to like lift really heavy like i'm not naturally the strong person um i ended up just being like decent looking physique wise which is cool good for you or yay for you i don't know good for you sounded con uh condescending no yay for you <laughs> yeah no it's okay i wouldn't have taken it that way it's all good so okay another huge thing so when i was doing my research people i was going through photos and in a photo from seven years ago you have such an excellent nice and deep lunge like your fully squared shoulders and those shoulders are below your knee deep like when you're like in the lunge so i had a question it looked so natural for you and easy do you have a split no no way man no way it gets close, but it doesn't come. No chance. There's no way I'm getting down there. <clears throat> <laughs> Absolutely not. There's a certain, there's a couple like parts of my legs that are like not the most flexible. I have pretty thick, like pelvis area, so like it's not easy for me to get down there. Which I don't care. Like that's not. A, 
I'm sure if I did it over time, it would be okay. But I don't. I like hardly stretch. I never stretch. So, yeah. yeah um. Nah. I just always like to ask because it's the most random people I know. I learned can do splits, and I'm like, wow. I wish I could still, but I can't. Well, that's the. A- that's what I was saying earlier. It's like genetically, some people are just like made super strong and genetically some people just have better flexibility. Like it just, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. Exactly. Okay. So now we get to more into your opinions, everyone. So here we go. So Andres over here told me, and I'm going to ask what makes tigers your favorite animal? Um, I just relate to them a lot. I feel like I've always been pretty much a loner. Like, even though I have an easy time making friends, like, I I do just appreciate, like, moving away from the pack and, like, being on my own. And I feel like tigers are very much like that. They just kind of prowl on their own, just kind of hang out and do their own thing. And, like, they don't really care about anything else except themselves, just making sure they're fed and, like, I just relate to that a lot. Like I just feel like a tiger in the inside. I just relate to the animal kingdom in that way a lot. Like completely opposite of of a hyena or like a gazelle who's like on a in a pack or you know bison or cows. It's like no, like, um, just leave me myself and I alone, and that's it. <laughs> no, and like I said, I'm ferocious. So, like, I'm pretty intense sometimes, and I'm not afraid to, like, speak my mind. All good qualities. And, no, yeah, cool. Just, because that was the thing I was wondering, because I was like, tigers are very solitary creatures, and some people choose their favorite animal and don't ever look into it. So, I'm glad you have. See, people, bros can still be deep. Yeah. Oh, we all have emotions, man. Come on now. True. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh wait, yeah, totally you know, normal. nonstop. <laughs> so, geek time. So, you're into super geeky things. Um, one of the that I actually put down, and people can't see, but I keep seeing your tattoo. Is that yes, you are a Gryffindor? So oh, yeah. I'm not a Potterhead. So can you explain what Gryffindor means? Yeah. So, I mean, Gryffindors are typically just like really courageous and bold. They don't really like to follow the rules. Uh, they have their own rules and they just kind of like do their thing and just kind of, you know, kind of like if you're a Potterhead and you've watched the movies, like, you know how rebellious you know the Gryffindors are made to be and obviously like that's kind of what I grew up on like I didn't read I didn't pay attention in class when I was in like third and fourth grade I literally just read Harry Potter like I was just like what you're telling me sounds like bullshit I don't want to hear it this is unimportant to me I'd rather live in fantasy and like I just related to them a lot so plus I just think their logo is the coolest they're like a big big old lion it's like super strong you know they have the sword of Gryffindor and I'm just like damn that's all awesome you know they're just all 
Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Sly and Ra Ravenclaw. I can never repeat myself. Yeah, they're all just like these archetypes for people, and you can relate to any of them if you want to. But I think Gryffindors are cool, so I got the tattoo. That was actually a really good, uh, succinct description and rationale. I'll well, I met, a, I, met a cos <laughs> I met a snake cosplayer at a Comic-Con, and I was like, yeah, man, I got this tattoo. Look, it's so cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're a Gryffindor. I was like, yeah, I guess so, you know, but I could be a Ravenclaw. And that's where he went off on the whole archetype thing. And I was just like, you know, I really appreciate that because I feel like it's stupid to, like, bring myself into one house. I mean, you, but, you know, you – you have the whole, this whole sorting hat thing and you put it on and it tells you. So it's cool. Like, you know, pick what you want. It, it's really all that is, you know? No, yeah, I totally agree. One of my friends is like, I'm a slither claw because it depends on my mood what you're getting. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So actually, no, that's what I wanted to say. You said that you were sick of like what people were telling you in school. So you just started reading like fourth grade Harry Potter. And for those who did care, I don't know who does, uh, that's how I got into writing because I was so sick of what the teachers were saying that I was like, you know, it looks like I'm taking notes, but <laughs> yeah, what am I writing? my, my thought process was story like, than... no, I mean, my thought process was literally, I'm reading a book. What are they going to tell me? You know? Exactly. Like, like you, I have, I'm reading a book, like I'm just trying to do it this, like, you know, just learning it, like. I'm not disrupting the class. Like, so I was like, oh, this would be perfect. Oh, the next question is the my most, uh, not my most favorite, no, the one I've been asking, waiting to ask the most. Wow, people, talking's hard today. Okay, so you showed in a TikTok that you feel that your Pokemon type is Fire Dragon. Why would you feel that as such, it being you? Oh, you know, honestly, I think that one depends more on my mood than anything else. You know, like, red's my favorite color, so fire sometimes kind of really relates to me. I'm kind of a fiery person on the inside. I can get really, like, heated into emotions or just, like, an, on a certain topic. Dragon, I think, is cool. I mean, I think it's just, like, a powerful – just think of it as, like, a powerful creature. And that's how I try to think of myself, just a powerful person, like, walking through life, like, trying to do the best that they can. Um, but I really love fighting, obviously, like, you know, you think of the original fighting types and you're thinking like Hitmonlee, Hitmonchamp, <clears throat> you know, Machoke, Machamp, and you're just like, yeah, fucking Machamp, like, got, like, just these big, massive biceps and, like, just this big, like, hunk of fighting type, and you're just like, yeah, that's super cool. So I like that them a lot. You know, at the opposite side, it's like, I don't like poison types, it's like... That's just, that doesn't think, I don't think to myself as that kind of person at all, so. No, okay, so, well, since you don't know if you're a full fire dragon, this next question might not be the easiest, but how does it feel to know that I am actually super effective against you, according to all my friends? Which you probably don't even get what it means because I never said it. All my friends say I'm water fairy. <laughs> Water fairy, damn. Yep, freaking pre-marina over here. Uh, um, yeah, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would just lose in a Pokemon battle to you. What are you? What am I gonna do? What will I ever do? I don't know. There could be like abilities you could get. 
in the TikTok you um, ground electric a bunch and you were like I have levitate or something. Or rock yeah, electric. The, the, they totally helped me out with that. I did not. I was just like, oh damn, y'all. Okay, that's what I got. That's what I got to put the, put down. Just levitate to answer levitate to all these people. <laughs> it's got to work somehow. I mean, you know. Is levitate immune to, to all out. ground moves, or is it just earthquake? I think it makes you immune to all ground moves. Oh. Yeah. Levitate makes you just like air balloon. Like if you equip air balloon, it'll make you immune to all of that. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be honest, people. Yeah. I played Pokemon Die Hard until Gen 3. Played Diamond Pearl. Don't know why. Hated it. Didn't pick it up till Shield. So I was out <laughs> of the loop of half the items and like moves when I went into Shield. Why'd I get Shield? Oh, yeah. Def- definitely. I mean, I had a similar story. Like I barely played. I don't think I played four through seven at all. I mean, I'm playing them now. So that's the same exact story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, we like no. just kind of grew out of that for a little bit. Plus, you had to buy the console on top of it, you know, and like there's only so much money, you know, you weren't going to ask your parents right. for that money. And like, so yeah, I just didn't play them. And I mean, whatever. It's totally cool. So were you a Ruby over Sapphire then? Yeah, I always picked the uh, no opposite. I always picked the water ones. Always pick the one, like the blue, blue, sapphire, silver. Played off a of sapphire. I'm playing Pokemon X. Although X, I think, is the red version. Huh. Well, that mistaken. I, I guess, because X comes before Y. Oh, uh, I, I don't know if that's what the necessarily rationale is. I actually I have no idea. Well, I, I was just thinking because, you know, uh, red and blue, gold and silver, ruby, sapphire. Mm-hmm. X and Y, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's very true. Yeah, I feel that. That's that's fair. Um, Okay, so because you are such a Pokemon aficionado and like the games, uh, what are what is your number one? You don't have to say number one if you can't think of it. You could say like a top, like whatever. Pokemon's your favorite. A certain Pokemon or like which game? Oh, I would say Pokemon, like type creature. Uh, I mean, I just think a lot of them are really cool. I mean, some just, just some of the designs of the certain Pokemon are awesome. Like Arcanine's a big one. For Alligator's awesome. I've always loved Blastoise. Like those are like for me like the OGs of like the of the cool cool kids. Like I don't know. I always like Needle King. <clears throat> like I said, like just the big Pokemon. Like I always liked the big beefy looking ones that like could attack hard or like just have like big defense i mean i also like i've always been like a big type big fan of electric types i always remember being like all right i got my my starter my flyer my flying type and then my electric type like those that was like the order that i would get like my pokemon and i never really got a fire type funny enough when i was younger because i never really picked charizard or like any of the fire pokemon i would pick blastoise and for alligator Sompert. So no, yeah. that's I can never remember which one I chose in Gen One. I think I just chose them all just to try them. Uh, but oh, then I you played all you. You had multiple playthroughs. Yeah, I didn't have friends, so. <laughs> oh come uh, on, man! But no, I was a Torchic diehard. Oh okay, Torchic's cool. So I'll see, and you I picked would... the fire type, man. I did, and I ever stoned that shit uh, <laughs> because I was like, I don't care about Blaziken or Combuskin. Torchic forever. 
Oh my god, that's a bold move, Cotton. Wow. You really played that, huh? I did. That's insane. But I also overleveled my Torchic because I was the person that was like, all right, guys, this is a one-person Pokemon playthrough. Basically, oh, no. the rest of you are there to use as revive <laughs> for Torchic. Like, I'm going to kill everything with Torchic. This guy. Bold strategy. Real bold strategy that time. That's insane. That's, I don't play strategic. I play aesthetic. <laughs> like, it's a cute Pokemon. I'm going to use it. <laughs> and that's how I chose mine. I didn't choose by type. But I will say that because people think I'm so water type, they got me this Vaporeon plushie at a con. That's once. a very cute that's a very cute plushie. I'm jealous. Thanks. I would definitely put that up on my wall a little bit. Oh. Good man. Oh yeah. If I see a cool. Flareon, I'll send it. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your favorite Eevee? Um I think Jolteon's the coolest, I'd have to say. I mean, I don't was never like an Eevee fan because again, like Eevee's kind of like I've said, just kind of like this small little like fast thing. So I'm not I was never like, ooh, an Eevee, let me get an Eevee on my team. Like I wanted Arcanine, Blastoise, Dra you know, Dragonite. Like I wanted the big, like big Pokemon, like the big intimidating looking ones. So Giant Tentacruel, everyone. In no, that actually, one that Pokemon was ugly, but I didn't need a, and I didn't need a water type, so of course I wasn't gonna pick him. How do you surf? You know what I? <clears throat> Blastoise. I always picked the oh, water God. starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't until I played Sword that I was like, dude, I am not picking this scrawny looking, stupid looking water type that is Inteleon. So I, I went. I went with Rillaboom. Funny enough, like I didn't even pick a, a fire type. I picked the grass type because I was like, damn, this guy's a monster. Like, he just gets into this big gorilla, like, drumming beast. I'm just like, this is it. This is the move. This is what I'm playing. And so I did. You know, I'm happy that you're standing Rillaboom right now because all my no, friends. No, Rillaboom's a beast. Like, fucking guys, just, just like, he just pops out the bungles and just like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like, it's awesome, dude. No, because everyone I knew was fighting between. Score Bunny and Sobble. I was obviously Team Sobble. Yeah, Sobble, stupid. He's ugly, dude. No, man. Emo, sleek, and attitude. I was like, that's me, people. And that's why I'll no, never well, be a see, bro. No, you know, that's <laughs> just no, 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 no. It's just, he's standing there, not menacingly, just looking judgingly. sassy. Yeah, yeah. judgingly, <laughs> judgingly for sure. <laughs> He's got his water gun, like, ready to shoot. and like, dude, chill out. And then when he got, like, his giant thingy, he just climbs up a tower and just, like, shoots from I don't there. even know the mechanic because I didn't play him. <laughs> just like, nope. Oh, I just meant, like, what is it, Dynamax? Was Dynamax the thing? Yeah, it was his Dynamax. I'm sure it was his Diamond Dynamax, and it was just, like, some twirly thing. I don't know. Oh, Something no, like it that. was, like... A friggin' tower of mist that he just like crawled up upon and just like sniped people from up there. And nah, I don't know. It's okay. I'm the same way about Rillaboom. I didn't I didn't know. Although I guess I fought it eventually, but you know, with Leon, the broest, by the way, of all friggin' Pokemon, according to the fandom. Leon is a bro. Apparently. Yeah, he's freaking awesome. I love Leon. See? And a dragon type. See, there's the theme, everyone. Boom. 
nailed it. <laughs> so I mentioned cons like three seconds ago, and that's actually the next section. So you go to cons. Uh, yeah, I mean, I with- I don't I'm not a, like a huge aficionado of like going to Comic Con, but I've been to a few, and they are awesome. In fact, I am contemplating going to New York for a few days to go to. Actually, I need to check. I have a text from somebody, I think, canceling the weekend of. No, my students. Oh, no. He hasn't. No, not, not that far. But yeah, I might go to the Comic-Con in New York, which would be insane, which would be insane. I have a, my cousin lives up there. My co- Yeah, tickets are out. But my cousin told me she's going. She's like, we're on Thursday. Maybe I'll go with a girl on Friday or Saturday. I'll have to ask her and buy her ticket. Ooh. You gotta be a sugar daddy, man. If you're gonna stay single, but can date around, you gotta be a sugar daddy. I'm not saying you gotta buy them cars, but you gotta at least, you know, pay for their ticket when you invite them somewhere. Girls are not my demographic, so rules are what are you completely different. Let, let me let me just let without me making any sort of assumptions and saying anything at all about you and putting words in your mouth, like. Dating is dating. I mean, you know, if you want somebody to go somewhere with you, you got to buy that ticket and, you know, make it convincing. You got to get up on that. I mean, you just got to be like, hey, look, I bought us tickets to the movies. Like, let's go. Otherwise, you're going to feel like, you know, you're just not interested. Got to make that effort. I will stand that statement. Entice. So whoever it is that you're choosing, what? To all of you listeners, whatever it is that you're choosing, like you better, you better jump on that train, on that that, that daddy train or mommy train, because <laughs> don't expect them to pay if you're inviting. Oh my god, that drives me insane. Actually, drives me absolutely insane. So yeah, you know what? You got me. Look at that. See people deep. Everyone go check out his check out his streams, but we'll get there in a second. Okay, so you're going to New York. Okay, so since you've been to cons, Possibly. what are some tips? True. Possibly. What? I'm wishing for it. <laughs> I'll manifest it for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so what tips for newbies? Because I have a lot of people that listen. I've never been to a con. I want to go. So what are your tips for them? I would say get find a character that you like and don't be afraid to dress up, you know, like find some sort of cosplay that you think is reasonable, like priced and just just do it. It'll be so much more fun. People will interact with you. You can interact with other people like honestly, to this date, I have gone without a costume because it has legitimately been a surprise every time like i went to um well for the first con i went to was like star wars celebration <clears throat> and i always i just wasn't gonna buy a star wars uh cosplay because that just like wasn't for me but then i real i got there and like it's a con so people wore all so- tar- sorts of cosplays um, but then i went to atlanta for dragon con and that was bonkers like that was insane like the amount of fun that i had at that place was ridiculous um I can only but imagine. it was a surprise yeah it's incredible but um i wasn't prepared for that like it just 
I was visiting a friend in uh, in Alabama, and he's like, you know, we can go. Or no, sorry, we. I was visiting a friend in Atlanta, and my friend who now lives in Alabama, which just happened to be there, met me there. We had all these other plans, but we took those plans and said, let's go to Dragon Con. Oh, my God, man. It's just insane. Like, definitely just don't be afraid to make friends because you never know what you can do after the con. Partied so much. We drank so much. It was awesome. <laughs> so if you do like going to cons and you want to go full out, I would just suggest you getting dressed up. It's fun that way. I'm definitely taking my costume to, to the is- New York Comic Con. Because I can be shirtless, and that's the move. <laughs> so I'm glad that you were promoting cosplay because I've gone to cons both in cosplay and out. And no, people talk to you more when you're in a costume. And it's one of the few places you could be that people are not going to question you. Except 100%. for one time I was at a con during Halloween weekend and everyone was dressed up in the world, so that was a little different. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bet. So cosplays is the next topic anyway so what ones have you done uh i just have an osuke i just have the demon slayer boar um i i don't have any more than that right now because okay. i'm into it but i don't i just don't ha- haven't gone into the funds for it and <clears throat> i don't have like that's not the main following i'm trying to acquire just just yet even though as much as I like it and it would like love to be into the whole culture, just not the thing that I'm doing right now. Which ones would you want to do? Uh, probably Vegeta, Goku, um, Kakashi, maybe. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to do Broly maybe one time or like Baki Hanma. But I've never watched that. He's just like the, the the person that gets referred as to like the most like the most jacked. So I'm like, I got that. Let's do it. Oh, I'm really big into Dragon Ball Z. All right. So, what is one that you would want to do, but you could never do, or you just don't see yourself ever? Hmm. I've never really given that much thought. I I think that I wouldn't be able to do anybody who's like blonde. I wouldn't be able to do anybody who's like a little too intricate. Like some, there's certain cosplays that you need like such a massive ensemble. Like if you're trying to cosplay like certain characters, like as you can you can see yourself now. You can see me on camera. You know the the My Hero Academia is like. Some of their hero costumes are like intricate. You know, you have to buy like this $200 outfit. And it's like, I don't live in an area that cons happen very often. And it's certainly not this thing where it's like my main hobby. And I'm certainly not making a living off TikTok by making tic, you know, TikTok cosplays or cosplay TikToks. <laughs> so it's like, there's this fine line to draw. And I think anything that's like really, really difficult <clears throat> is tough. Expensive, nice. Really. I was just realizing you're jacked enough to do half the Digimon. Digimon, dang, I haven't like, paid attention to the Digimon in 20 years. Digimon totally fell off for me. Nah, you and everyone else, except for me on Earth, <laughs> with all my Digimon. Oh, my goodness, around. no way. 
you're into it. That's funny. I Digimon's Love my it, life. Though. I was a Digi kid, not, not a Pokey kid. But again, we're here for you. So you mentioned your streams, and hey, everyone, guess what? <laughs> Andres Portero here is a streamer. So what made you start yep, to stream? Yep, yep. Um, I think it was just always something I wanted to do, and I never did it. And one day I just sort of started like putting the pieces together and I said, okay, I'm just going to get a camera. I'm just going to like, like set up my Twitch account, like call it this, start doing it. Like, I don't care like really what happens um, and how slow I go or how fast I go or, you know, I don't have this ginormous plan, but I'm just going to start because a start is better than anything you can do if you're just constantly questioning yourself so i just started streaming the game that i liked the most and i just kind of stream a little bit of everything that i want to play so like slowly but surely i got a little more settled into the schedule that i that i have and i've taken it more seriously lately but generally i just always was something i wanted to do the first jump is the deepest whatever that damn song is wow that was a botched up <laughs> the first everyone man yeah i know what you're talking about it's in my head the rhythm yeah i know what you're talking about i know i know i know i know but like i can't uh i think it's first cut yeah it's the first cut it's like a really sad song the first cut is the deepest yeah it's bad but no, okay, that's everyone. Not it. I thought it was just like being brave enough to cliff dive. All right. Um, no, it's well. like it's like it. You know, it's just like a leap. You know, you just kind of take a look, like a little bit of a leap of faith, and you just do it. I don't know. I just got the camera and I just started doing it. I worry about Ew. the lighting too much sometimes. I worry about like what's on my background sometimes a lot. And honestly, it's just about creating content that people want to see. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm glad you mentioned your background because that's the next question is, how did you design your streamer background? Because I'll be honest, your background shit looks amazing every time I look at it. Are you talking about the stuff like in the back behind me when I stream? Or like yeah. the layouts? No, I mean like stream. physically behind you. Oh, yeah, sure. So like, you know, I have all these different... Look, I've, I've always... So a little bit dig deeper, like I've always had something like strewn across my walls since I was like 15 years old. Like I've always had this like very decorative wall. Like at one point my dad painted my wall with the Colombian flag, like top to bottom, like corner to corner, the whole flag. And slowly but surely, I literally added on like poster after poster after poster and like memorabilia from places like I bought a sticker one time on like a three-day vacation with my family and I stuck it onto my wall. And then it, it's sort of like like as a 31-year-old, like I'm not going to like music concerts and stuff like that, but I really like – I like Harry Potter. I like Dragon Ball Z. I like World of Warcraft. So all these little like pieces that I can hang up on the wall that are artwork, like that to me is – they're to me, they're artwork. To me, they're awesome. To me, they're – this cool thing that, you know, not just any person has. I mean, people have it, but I just grabbed the, the banners from World of Warcraft. I grabbed the banner of uh, Gryffindor from Islands of Adventure. 
I got some of the posters in Colombia. Just saw them in like a random street shop. Um, I got Funko Pops. I have um, this like anime, like final form of all like the protagonists, like Goku and Deku and uh, Naruto and Luffy, like at a store in side the mall. Like I just literally pick up the pieces. I see them. They're cool. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to put it on my wall. And I just designated the wall to it that wall to just putting up like the cool stuff so people can see it and be like, Hey, like I'm into what you're into. Like, I like what you like, like welcome to the, to the stream and welcome to the channel and talk to me about the stuff that you see in the background. Cause it's fucking, that's what we love on the stream. And that's what we should talk about. I mean, you can see a bud. You can see the love. There's a barbell back there too. That's what those sticks are in the corner. So I don't use that barbell much, but <clears throat> maybe I'll use that as a, as a, exercise of the day for some bits or some some subs <laughs> that just makes it more interactive with you guys so oh no it's super fun yeah like when i was on there 500 bits to do what was it flies yeah lateral shoulder raises yep. yeah <laughs> and someone else was like what does that mean i was like oh screw it here's 500 bits show that bitch up yeah exactly right that's exactly it right so like some people just don't know you come into the stream and you're like oh i play world of warcraft but you know maybe i'm 13 or 14 or maybe i'm 25 and i've never taken the leap to work out but like here i am running difficult content or just fun content with friends but i'm still able to get in the gym and like take a little bit of time out of my day to do a little bit of work out and i think that just brings the chat together um, and again, it makes it interactive. It makes it fun. I think it's cool to do that. Um, you know, I mean, women streamers do it all the time. They donate and then like they write like a person's name on their arm. I'm just not ready to subject myself to that kind of situation just yet. Huh. I don't know how that'd go, but hey. It would go we real well, it? I'm sure. If I said I'm going to stream shirtless and I'll write my name on my on your, on your my body if you sub, I'm sure that some people would be like, I'm fucking ready to pay you $5. It's no, I'll be honest. Not... I would do it just to see. Uh, but <laughs> Of course you would. Of course you would because it isn't just the person on the other side doing something sexual. It's the act of like Here's some money. Do what I want you to do. The power that comes from paying somebody something at your will to have them do what they're saying they'll do feels powerful. And when you're a guy who feels like you have no power and you donate, you know, 50 subs to a girl on Twitch to get her to squat 10 times. Like that's the equivalent of like a guy having hoes at his house that he's like willing to be like, here, I'm going to pay for your dinner. Time for you to take care of me. He's not just doing it because of the sexual pleasure. He's doing it because he makes him feel powerful. Wow. That is not an inaccurate psychoanalysis, philosophical reflection look people oh, man that was just... deep as shit go with it <laughs> no i'm happy to <clears throat> i think it's i think it's just something people don't realize enough 
And like, that's what makes an entertainer an entertainer is you guys are here paying me and you're getting all this power of like enjoyment, you know, but I'm happy to do it anyway. So thanks. And I think that's the fun part is that you're just willing to do it, which makes it not creepy. Well, it's, it gives me a sense of power as well. Like it gives me a sense of like, I do this and you're throwing, you know, giving me support financially. It's, you know, there's just, it's just something you do to, to help you and it, it helps you as well. It, you know, it helps each other. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, what do you call it? Like a <clears throat> symbiotic relationship. It's like a partnership agreement. Like it's just like, a, it's an agreement between two parties that like, you're doing this for me and I'm doing this for you. And thank you. And think, no, thank you. Like you're both. You mean our whole conversation benefit. when you logged on? <laughs> yeah, literally. Exactly. Symbiotic exactly. relationships, everyone. Uh, and the fact that we say the same things totally different ways all the time just goes to show yeah. the language barrier that I have had with bros my whole life, everyone. Oh, well. No, I mean, like, you know, it, it, everybody's a little bit narcissistic and everybody's a little bit selfish. Everybody does it for themselves and they, whether they realize it or not, and everybody wants to feel that power for themselves, whether they realize it or not. You know, it, it, it's all this, like, I'm awesome. I'm making you do this from both sides of the, the, the streaming platform. And I don't think that's something people realize enough. Which is funny because my favorite song is Power by Little Mix. And I have thought a lot about power, but, <laughs> you know, learn something new every day, everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. How is streaming similar to making TikToks? Because you bust them out, it seems like. Um, yeah, so it's it isn't it, it, it it's only similar in the sense that it's content. It's only similar in the sense that I'm just providing an outlet of entertainment in some regard or some sort of informative regard. I mean as somebody who's fairly new to making TikToks, I, I'm not sure if the frequency is what's really helping or the 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 content, the quality content helping. Like, you know, there's an algorithm and like you're supposed to make it work somehow. But the reality is is, is that it, it, I use the TikTok as a way to help my Twitch and see help people see like what I'm passionate about. So it's it's similar in that way it's similar in the way that like i'm i'm putting out content in both platforms that is really stuff that i like not some fake version of myself wow again so much deeper than meets the eye everyone i wouldn't say like a transformer but well i mean more than meets the eye deeper than what it seems i guess it's the same thing you know what people <laughs> fuck it go with it uh <laughs> But, okay, so how do you come up with your ideas for your TikToks or Reels, I guess? Because Reels are, like, the new it thing on Instagram. Because I'm the worst. So I'm always in awe. What's your creative process to come up with these ideas? Uh, every once in a while, I just look at TikToks and I look at Reels and I, like, listen to a sound that I think is catchy. 
and I try to think of like a like a skit that evolves around my life. You know, just something relatable and something that is uh, it's a relate well, it's relatable on both sides. It's relatable to the audience and it's relatable to me and my content. So like I made a, a TikTok recently about cereal. You know, I eat cereal like all the time. Um so it's it's me putting myself out there, but it's also using, you know the trendy soundbite of the day or the thing that I find that's trendy. So that's really my creative process. And I, I think sometimes I just like posting my workouts. So that's not really all too difficult. I just really put a clip together, but again, I'm pretty new to it. So I'm learning, I'm learning how creative I need to be and how often I need to post. Yeah. And it's always changing. So good luck. Ah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so to make it full circle, I mentioned earlier that I found your TikTok because or TikTok pushed to me that you made a how-to to making bro tanks. So how serious are you about making my bro tank? Because I'm literally ready to mail it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll make you your bro tank for sure. I mean, you got you can basically order it to my house and then I'll, I'll charge you for a little bit of the service and the, uh, and the shipping. Like that's what I'm doing to everybody that asks. In fact, the two shirts that are behind me right now, that my hero academia shirt and that one piece, I'm planning on cutting those and just, sell, you know, put them for sale. See if anybody <laughs> wants them. So Pro tank merch to everyone. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to explore that space. Maybe at some point, just like some e-commerce stuff to see if, Maybe I can, again, it's just explore. I don't want to talk about it too much. I hate talking about things I'll eventually do. Unless okay. I'm doing it now, there's no point. <laughs> hey, your rights, your thing, your world. All right, but there endeth the main question portion. So commercial time, everyone. You're all used to this by now. So Geek Therapeutics wants you to feel like the superhero who defeated the villain in your favorite comic book. Imagine what it's like to raise and be, to be in an ant character shoes. Well, I botched that. Okay, so feel proud during the instant you raised your arms in victory after conquering a Dungeons & Dragons quest and to cherish the moment you hugged your teammates after winning the eSports tournament. They want you to use geek culture and its artifacts such as video games, anime, fan fiction, comic books, pop culture, eSports, and tabletop RPGs to unlock the best version of yourself and others. All of their trainings and things are approved by the American Psychological Association, ACE, NBCC, and every basic mental health organization uh, in America and expanding for their trainings and certifications. You can check them out at geektherapeutics.com. Use the special links in the description and subscribe to their awesome content and begin to learn how to mix the wonder of fun with bettering humanity. And reach out if you have any questions. We have an Instagram. We got a Twitter. We got an email. All at the Shape of a Star podcast at whatever. Gmail. It's a Gmail for email. And same photo. No bigs. Boom. There ended the commercial. What, what? So, Andres, are you ready for the rapid fire questions? I'm excited, dude. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, let's see if they're rapid for you because no one ever does them fast. Here we go. Question number one. What are your chosen coping skills? Busyness. 
I just stay super, super busy. Don't think about shit. Number two. Team Edward or Jacob? Neither. Is that an answer? Is that possible? Team Switzerland is the official answer. Team Switzerland sounds good to me. Which direction should you cut your sandwich? Down the middle. What the fuck? Just down the middle. Just flatbread right down the middle. What direction should you fold your napkins? Are you eating at home or are you eating out on this at a restaurant? You shouldn't fold your napkins at all. And if you're at a fancy restaurant, just put it over your leg. What <laughs> gift would you want from a fairy? Oh. Dude, that's a tough question. What do you mean? How, what kind of uh like any kind of like is this like a genie type of wish? In some fairy tales, it is. In some fairy tales, they're actually benevolent. So oh, you get to name it. Rapid fire. This is a tough one for rapid fire. Uh, invisibility. Boom. Ooh. Is that the superpower you'd want if you could have a superpower? Definitely. I'd be I so rich. I or walk through walls. <laughs> Walk through well sounds good too, actually. That sounds good too. Yep, 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 Um, Left or right Twix? Right Twix. When in doubt, what, go right. What's a trend that went too far? Definitely not the tortilla challenge. I could see that stuff all day long. Um, the milk crate one, the milk crate one, like the second somebody saw that video, you should have been like, dude, I'm not doing this. Like, this is so so fucking stupid. That went too far. There was too many videos of that. That one for too long. You didn't think you could do it. You find me enough milk crates, do it in a suburban area. And I will just be applauding you for finding the milk crates. Like, The back of every 7-Eleven, everyone. Uh <laughs> okay, good good to know. There it is. It's <laughs> funny. Uh what's one thing you would eliminate from life? Hmm. Travel. I think traveling is a waste of time. I wish I could just show up places. Oh, Which like is why teleportation would be the second wish. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I hate traveling. Um, who would play you in a documentary slash movie about your life? Mm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, Sebastian Stan comes to mind. Sebastian Stan, who plays Winter Soldier in Cap in the Marvel universe, that would be that would be pretty pretty accurate. I think Tom Holland, like he's obviously much younger than me, but like I kind of had like a very similar vibe to Tom Holland. I just was never like that skinny at his age. Now, 
Um, <clears throat> I think those are pretty good. I mean, just like people that characters are going to know or that uh, your listeners are going to know, probably those. People could Google. <laughs> True. But yeah, no, I like Sebastian Stan and Tom Holland. Yeah, I don't know. They could fight it out. You at different parts of your life. Basically. Okay, so because there's a movie and slash documentary being made about you, what genre would that be? Um, well, wouldn't it be a documentary? There are still types of documentaries, and it doesn't have to be. It could be a movie. Uh, I mean, it would definitely be a comedy. Like, if I'm trying to trying to make things, you know, give it a lighthearted attitude, you know, definitely comedy. If you stick to the status quo, which click would you be in? If I stick to the status quo, which click would I be in? Hmm. The geeky squad for sure. I mean, that's just who I am, like deep inside. Like, I'm just not that popular kid. Like, I'm just like more like reserved and chill, the chill kid. I'd try to be the most popular of the geeky kids, but I would try to be the geeky <laughs> kid. Fair. Okay. So that's what you should be. Oh. That's what click you would be in, but what click should you actually have been in in high school? Yeah, the nerds. That's that's who I like was. Like I was just like a total nerd. I didn't <clears throat> really. I could have also fit in with the skater kids, but I just never cared enough to like skate. Like I said, I was a, I'm a tiger. I was kind of a loner. So like being in a click was like the opposite of like me. Like none. If none is an answer, it's none. The loners are their own click, and it's for people who want none, is what the answer people have been going with. I mean, I, I want none, but I want all. Like, I want to be friends with everyone, so, like, none but all. Like, I just want to be known as a kid. Like, oh, yeah, I know him. Oh, yeah, I know him. Oh, yeah, I know him. Admirable, noble. Honestly, if the world shallow, was like that, we Shallow relationships are always the best. <laughs> that's That's partly a joke. It's partly a joke. You can I just only have so many friends. You can only care deeply about so many people at once. Otherwise, you overwhelm yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're at the last one. So, if your life was a jukebox musical, what would be the opening song? And if you don't know what a jukebox musical is, I can explain it. Footloose. But would it be Tom Holland or Sebastian Stan doing Footloose? Tom Holland. Sebastian Stan can't do Footloose. Sebastian Stan's would be more like a Grease thing. Oh, I, bet they could speak- do, I bet they could both do it. You know, they probably both could. Oh, that would be kind of trippy. What a trippy sequence. Uh, apparently Sebastian Stan could sing. What is he... Oh, really? Uh, yeah. He was just playing like someone uh, with what's her face from Mamma Mia. Uh, oh, God. Why can't I remember this? Oh, it was just like this new thing from Hulu. Um, oh, he played Tommy Lee in Pam and Tommy. 
Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was on Watch- that was on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But no, I would love to see Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan do Footloose. Also, because Tom Holland is a Broadway kid, so AO Theater. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, oh yeah, no, he was like Billy Elliot for years in England, on the West End. Yeah. So, his ballet technique is wonderful. He's really good at turns, which is surprising. But, any hoosers, there endeth the rapid fire questions. Woo, you did it. And you gave good answers, so. Yeah, that was great. Those are good. Thanks. Uh, So, while you have the platform of the world, anything you want to tell them? Well, no, thanks for thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been it's been fun. It's it's always uh, fun to just kind of dive into myself a little bit and what I would, uh, how I feel about certain things. So that that was good. Thanks for thanks for letting me do that and ramble on a few times. Um, yeah, find find me in different social media platforms. I'm mostly uh, as Brotero TV, so it's B R O T E R O T V. Um, YouTube, on Twitch, on Instagram, even on Twitter. Uh, not that I'm any good at using that, but only so much Is you can Twitter do. The worst. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst. I used to use it a lot, and I and I got a crazy little following, but that's uh, not, not anymore. Not so much, and it's it's hard, like I said, to post on everything. So, yeah, but you, yeah, you can find me on, on quite a few different things, and and uh, definitely putting a, a plenty of gym content out there. All right, everyone, check them out. Uh... Shit's fun. I don't know. What else could I say? Shit's great. Shit's fun. Thank you for coming on. And I don't know. <laughs> I'll see you later. You stream very often, by the way. Like, you stream, like, like what, once every two days at least? So I stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I stream 8.30 to 11.00. And Wednesdays, I stream 4.30 to 6.30 Eastern time, all Eastern time. There you go, people. Check them out. Links in the description and all the fun jazz. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, all you satellites out there, catch us next orbit. And, again, Andres, thank you so much for coming on. It was great having you. And peace out, world. Bye. Thank you.